Have I got this thing switched? I don't know if I've got it on. Well, it sounds like it's on to me. Are you alright? I'm good, how are you? I'm not too bad, darling. Still still waking up. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm just having my... The dog is sulking because I went downstairs and made a cup of tea and came back upstairs because our, ru- <laughs> our routine is I go downstairs and make a cup of tea. I sit on the couch and she sits on my lap. But you've and, spoilt the routine this morning. Yes, I've spoiled she is. So she's she's like looking at me like, so what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and and then she wait because she's waiting for her share of the tea. It's not if she's sulking. You've never known a dog drink tea. <laughs> oh God. She she as long as it's cooled off, like she would drink an entire cup. Has she always she, been like that? Yep, she loves it. She <laughs> loves tea. She's, she's so funny because when she hears the ke- when she hears the kettle go on, she goes and sits in the living room because that's where we go and sit and have a cup of tea. So she waits. Have you ever tried on those um, dog specific drinks? You know, like you can get dog beer and dog wine and. Oh really? Y- I didn't. Yeah, know have you not seen them? <laughs> no, no, no. It's normally tucked away in the in the. Back far shelf in TK Maxx. Oh God, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. God knows I mean, what I'm made from. She do, yeah, she does. Um, I do make her a little cupcake on her birthday. Oh. Obviously, oh, that's for our benefit, not her. She doesn't <laughs> give. Well, she gets all it's got in it is an egg, um, peanut butter and yogurt. I think. Or no, banana. An egg, banana and peanut butter. Yeah, and just cook it. That sounds Makes... bloody good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of yogurt on top so it looks like icing. Yeah. I'd accept one of those. <laughs> I won't say if, but when. When I actually get to make you a cake, it'll be better than that. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to try it and look. Well, I had a look actually at the train, the train prices. The other day. It's 40, 50 quid, you know. It never used to be like that. It no, used to be no, 15 no, you, maybe. Mm, if you booked early enough, you could get like really cheap fares, but that seems to go on out the window now. So, mm. yeah. I can't believe it because I was going to go back home, home as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. that was 78, and I thought, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I Love don't want to go that much. We're not worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Mm. I wonder if they, the, the, what's that really cheap book, book, uh, coach thing that they used to do that was like a pound? Oh, um, yes, I can see I can see it, but I can't remember the name. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean, but yeah, I don't know if that still I can't. exists. I might I might do that if they're, um, I used to do that quite a few times, go down to London and Cornwall for, for a five. <laughs> yeah, but the train's a bit much more fun than a bus. Oh, I, I love think. it. I know, our, I know our trains aren't really that great over here, especially the old diesel ones, but um, I, oh. could, I could be one of those old old pensioners that just sit on the train all day and just drive Go around. Go backwards and forwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love a train trip. Have you done that? What's the um, old fancy one called? Have you done that one before? It's... Like an old steam train? Yeah, yeah. I would love to do that and have, like with afternoon tea as well, just to like, you know, make it worthwhile. <laughs> Some nice cake. Orient Express, that's it. I don't, that's oh, not God. A, that, is Ori, that over here, is it? 
No, that's in Europe. That just co- that literally costs thousands and thousands of pounds. Is it really? Oh yeah, it's like five star. I'll stuff that enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's uh that's out of the price range for the likes of you and I, my darling. <laughs> Absolutely not, not for them. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know you get five star food and you you've got a really plush room that you know someone comes and turns the bed down and all that kind of stuff and it's like really fancy fancy but it's very expensive i'd be mm. doing it if we won the lottery or if it went on voucher then <laughs> on voucher <laughs> like that's going to happen <laughs> um i was watching a, a thing last night a, a series on luxury hotels and uh richard branson bought this place that's out outside of Marrakesh as you head mm. up towards the Atlas Mountains and it's um it was really exciting because we've been there but we didn't stay there. Um we just stopped there for a drink. Um and it was really interesting seeing the full extent of the place and how it became what it is because it's actually um it's called Casbah Tamandot mm. and He's brought in a thing that when he got it from the previous owners, he sort of changed it and, like, he only employs local Moroccan people. So all the food, all the textiles, crafts, decorations is everything, like, sourced locally. So it's made a huge improvement to the, um, you know, employment. Yeah. Um, And the economy of the area. But it was really interesting because they actually – Briefly, we saw the little spot where we sat and had a drink, and it was like, oh, stay there. But I wouldn't even bother looking. I said to Andrew, do you think we'd ever go and stay there one day? He said, yeah, we win the lottery. So, yeah, we couldn't afford that either. That's good of him to do that, because he was, I mean, I don't really know a lot about him, but he was made out to be a bit of a dick, wasn't he, after the, um, was it Virgin Airlines that he took over? Yes. And then he was yeah. asking for money from people, wasn't he, <laughs> to keep uh, it? At one point, that was a COVID thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think he's kind of got his head in the right place. He sort of mm. does a lot of things for the right reasons, I think, and seems like a decent enough fellow, you know. It, yeah, to be fair, he does an interview. I, well, I think a yeah. few people yeah. have got beef with millionaires anyway, haven't they, to start with? Just yeah, that's, that, so. that's just that's just because we're all bloody jealous because we <laughs> have to fucking go to work and pay bills and worry about where the money's coming from like everybody else. Shite. Right, it'll be winter soon, so the heat and bills are becoming a... Oh, shut your <laughs> pie hole. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I could... <laughs> Andrew's sick of me saying, what happened to summer? It's just like literally been three days. We really haven't had one. Ri- no, no. Not at all. No, no. Ah. Uh, Bastard. Well, never mind. <laughs> we'll just have to go further afield and get some hot weather, which we're doing in 10 days. Oh, yes. 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 Off to Ibiza, where it's sunny and 32 all day, every day. Thank you very much. Get me another beer. <laughs> 
God, I can't bloody wait. You have to take your little barbecue over with you. Our barbecue is enormous. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's one of those barbecue men. Like the proper like, proper beefy. <laughs> oh, it's a great big bastard and it's got its own canopy and everything. It's, and, uh, and I've never used it. You know, that man thing where they do the barbecuing. <laughs> I don't get that. And then leave a fucking mess everywhere. With the world's biggest tongs, apron, yes. beer in the other hand. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yep, that's exactly. Yes, he's got a whole range of barbecue implements and, oh, God, it's all science, really. It's just like just I'll just sit there and drink beer and have food bought to me, so I suppose I shouldn't complain, should I? But I am whinging again. <laughs> Entitled to whinge, Anita. <laughs> oh, good. I can tell people you... My friend said I can. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> oh, dear. What, how's your week been? All right, it's been steady. I went and got my hair cut because I just got sick to death of... I'd been trying to grow it out and it just wasn't... Well, it wasn't happening. It wasn't just... ha- I did I did see that post and I laughed at it. Oh, God. It just... There should have been pictures, I'll tell you. I... I... <laughs> I, it ended up in the end just getting swept over to the left hand side. Like it, it just it wasn't do, wasn't doing anything. Like it was growing quite quickly, but would like you not? I, I would have thought that you would have looked fantastic with like a bit of a man bun thing, or would you not ever do that? I wouldn't do it on its own because um, the the other half, the one thing he hates more than anything on this planet is top knots and man buns. Like, oh, fair enough. Like, despite- Spices. Them. You could um, pull it off though. That would look really good on you. I reckon I've I've, I've thought about it a few times. Yeah. I've started growing it out a few times, but it's, I think it's probably just that midway point where you think, do you know what? I just can't yeah, do anything with it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, we we went out for because Newcastle do. Um, I don't know if they do it anywhere else, but it's rest. It's called Restaurant Week. Mm. So all the well, most of the restaurants will do like a set menu for a set price and. Try and bring Bad. people in, but I ended up getting my haircut. But my normal barber was fully booked, so I went to this old, really old traditional barber place. Um, yeah, and there was this little old Portuguese woman that was doing the haircut, and I thought well, this probably isn't going to end well. But <laughs> for the sake of <laughs> twenty quid, <laughs> sanity will just do it. So she's hacked away at it. So it's it's not what I normally have done but it's it's better than what it was but she said to me when she was doing the hair that the british have a really funny way of shampooing hair and i was like oh what what do you mean by a funny way of shampoo? surely there's only one way to shampoo your hair and she was like yeah. no because you lot all dollop a great big splodge of shampoo in your hand slap it on your head and rub it in everywhere which yeah. i until I started using shampoo soap, I, that, I've been doing that for the last God knows how many years. But apparently, you're supposed to lather it up in your hand and then only rub it into the the roots by the fingertips, and that's it. Not everywhere on your head. Yeah, but it, it all gets all over your hair anyway when you rinse it off. Well, I thought that. Well, you know, when you put water on it and <laughs> it all runs down all the rest of your hair and then goes down the. Dr- that's weird. Yeah, so apparently it's only supposed to go on the roots and then condition on the end. I need the conditioner on the end thing. 
but um... oh no, well, well, I'm afraid the amount that I sweat, especially after <laughs> I'm like my every hair on my head gets a full shampoo all the way and and conditioned because my hair's fuzzy as fuck. So I'll tell you a funny thing. Um, I was in Shanghai and. We were about to get on a train that left at 11 o'clock at night and it was all night, all day and all night on this train. And after that, however many hours that was, we would be arriving in Beijing at 6 a.m. sort of thing. So we were wandering around Shanghai and um, I thought, oh, I'll just go and have, like it was evening, and we do this hairdresser just to have a shampoo condition. And the first thing was you didn't sit with your back to the sink. You sat forward and put your head forward. So <laughs> that might not matter for a man so much, but when you've got makeup on it, it doesn't end well. So I end up looking like a, a local, like a fucking panda bear. <laughs> because... Well, you put your head forward and then they shampoo it and then the water and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it all just had black makeup all down my face. And uh, at this, at this, obviously, like I only spoke one word of uh, Chinese and that was hello. And at, at that time, I had like a, a, a rat's tail, like long hair, just a little bit at the back with yeah um, thing. And I'm like kept going to them. No scissors, no scissors. Like, so don't decide you're just going to lop it off. <laughs> oh God! So yeah, it was it was just hilarious what from start to finish. Odd way really. of doing it. Just I imagine know. All dressed up, clinging onto the sink like a koala bear. Yeah, <laughs> or or like you know, shampoo going up your nose or in your eyes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was all just oh, well. It cost me. Um, I think it was like the equivalent of one dollar Australian or something. So I don't know. Maybe I got a bargain. Maybe Is... I didn't. <laughs> oh, and you came back that. out with a rat's tail. So <laughs> yeah, they didn't cut it off. They didn't cut it off. Oh God. Anyway, have we got have we got some interesting questions? We have got a couple actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, who should we start with? Hmm. Are they that good? Well, I've got to say yes, don't I? <laughs> These are all shit. Come on, people, lift your um, game. We'll make it. Okay, good, we, don't we, mentioned, worry. we mentioned you briefly mentioned dance. We'll start with Tom's one. Anita and Tiago, what's the hardest part of teaching dance? You go. Uh, I'd probably say choreography, probably getting all that together. Mm. It, it's, well, it's definitely the the more time consuming things. You've got to yes. know the, you've got to find the bloody song in the first place, and then you've got to know it better than you know your first name, like every, mm-hmm. every beat, every lyric, um, and then knocking knocking the um, the choreo choreography together, then taking it to the class and doing it for the first time, hoping to God that they, they, they can either pick it up or they enjoy it, whilst trying to remember the other 40 ones that you're going to be teaching that day. Um, 
So I'd probably say that was the hardest bit, and, and maybe competition as well. It wasn't so bad when I swapped over to my own thing rather than yeah, doing yeah. the Zumba yeah. thing. But maybe competition with Zumba because I think there's still quite a lot of people teaching it, isn't there? Mm. Mm. I mean, I was quite lucky because when I moved to Harrogate and did Zumba on my own, um, I just oui. put, put myself out there and got in contact with the top three Zumba instructors, and it just so happened they were all really good friends. So it was just a a circle of help, really. If one of us couldn't teach the class, then one of us yep. would step in, or we'd send customers to each other if they weren't if the yep. customer wasn't gelling to our our class. We'd say, "Oh, go try them instead." Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, they're probably the the two things that I thought were the most difficult. Teaching was fine. There's 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 like two sorts of instructors. There's the ones who support other instructors and network and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then there's the assholes. <laughs> that um, will do anything <laughs> to pull you just, down. Um, when when um, I used to teach in a gym and – as soon as, it was really strange because as soon as lockdown finished, they the gym said we're shut for renovations. <laughs> anyway, um, so what I wanted to do just as a temporary thing was take my classes and just find a temporary venue to teach in until mm-hmm. the gym opened again. And I found a place and just out of courtesy, oh, when I – talked to the person who managed the place, they didn't mention anything about anyone else teaching Zumba there. <laughs> See where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I just happened to randomly find out that there was another instructor who also taught at the gym who taught at this venue. And me just wanting to do the right thing, I mm-hmm. just messaged him and just said, just a courtesy to let you know. Um, and it was only ever going to be a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't even sort of going to advertise it because I was taking my class with me. It was just a temporary place to teach until the gym opened again. And I got this horrible message back. And then within literally a couple of minutes, this was on a Saturday night, I got a message from the manager of the hall saying, we don't, you're not teaching here. I hope you gave a what for back. No, I didn't. Do you know what I said? Um, after the manager person messaged me, I just emailed her and said, there you go, it's all sorted now. I'm not teaching there. Oh, bitch. I'm a... But I didn't, I didn't understand what the issue was. I wasn't, you know... It was only ever going to be temporary, and I wasn't even going to advertise it. I was just taking my people. Mm-hmm. That, anyway, anyway, it, just people like that are just like absolute twats. Must be there's incredibly quite a lot like that as well, isn't there? There are. Well, there, there's either the 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 people who are like Charlotte, mm-hmm. or the people like that person. I find. Gosh, anyway, she had a run in with a a few um. Yes, I know. Joy suckers. <laughs> Joy suckers. Oxygen <laughs> oxygen thieves. Yeah. But um, the hardest thing, um, 
there's nothing hard about actually doing it. No, no. Um, and like I've never really cared if I make a mistake or anything. Like I've never been, you know, self-conscious or stressed about fucking the choreography up. The heart. The hardest thing for me is like my weakest point, my weakest thing is actually coming up with choreography out of my own head. That's the, yeah. that's the thing that I'm very poor at. Um, so that means I spend a lot of time looking at videos, dissecting, you know, thinking, will that work for my class? And the, the weird thing is when I – when I come up with choreography for a song, I never actually dance it before I teach it. Oh, do you not? No. No, I only do it in my head. So. How does that f- fare out? Because I think if I, if I did it that way, I'd probably be doing backflips and God knows what in my head. And then when it gets to it. It's... <laughs> the, the, sometimes I've done choreography and then I've thought, no, nah, that didn't that didn't flow very well, but I don't think it'd make any difference if I'd have actually physically done it. I don't know, I don't know, but I don't know. That's just how I've always done it. I just do it in my head. Maybe that's probably where I went wrong then. No, not re- no, no, no. I think most people dance them through beforehand. Yeah, I, yeah, don't know I always, I I always found it easy trying to um, physically. Do it before I went in, but I was still fucked it up first time around. To be honest, oh, I think it's it, when I do a song for the first time and I don't fuck it up. I think it's a miracle. But I also tell myself nobody knows because they've never seen it before. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't know I made a mistake because you've never seen this before. <laughs> uh, and then the next week I'll do it differently and go, oh, I just did a little adjustment to the choreography. People don't remember. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's another one. Ellie, what would your parents describe your jobs as? Good God. That's very imaginative, Ellie. What would your parents say, T? Um, it depends on its job. I think for the most of them, they're, probably, they're known as the um, when are you going to get a real job jobs? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever it was. Where are you going to go work? Go back to working in a supermarket. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. I, I, it's a difficult one, Ellie, because I, I, my current main job is very sensitive when it comes to people knowing where you work and names and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh, essentially, it was um, an interesting conversation to say when I first started. It was chatting to old dears online at late late evenings yes <laughs> on the weekends yeah um it's not so bad now because I, I don't really do the the chatting bits now i'm more behind the scenes um, yeah but yeah, yeah it was um they're not very technically advanced my parents so it was quite a, a few reassurances that i wasn't doing anything sordid on the laptop at <laughs> two <laughs> o'clock in the morning <laughs> but, and it- and even if you were, you're a grown man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you're uh, still their son. Ex- yeah. They, 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 they just either want me to get back into dance again or back into really? hospitality. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think they know that's kind of what 
makes me happy with with work being around people because what I do now is rather lonely I mean we do have we use um teams a lot to talk to each other um yeah. and we've got whatsapp groups dotted about here and there but mm. you, you're not seeing anyone face to face and I prefer that with people rather than texting a lot it's why is why I don't message people on on Facebook or on the phone because I just I hate fucking texting I do it <laughs> I have to do it for work so okay I yep. prefer like face to face do you know what I mean it's um yeah yeah and I, and I miss running around I'd been sat down at a desk all shift I, I, I don't know how office workers mm. do it for 20 30 years but so would that like if you went back to hospitality would they be happy or is that or do they not think that's a real job either no I mean they were they were quite happy that I did that because I started in hospitality when I yeah. left, left uh, well not even before I left school like on weekends yeah. so I've always been yeah, I remember you said yeah being and I've been I've always been quite lucky to work my way up quite fast as well so they've always been quite proud in that sense but I, I don't know if I'm just getting on a bit now for <laughs> the late night finishing it well I mean I'm doing late nights anyway but I'm already at home so I suppose it's not as bad but walking home at like two three in the morning I might yeah. be getting a bit old I think Oh. Um, yours. I, I know, well, you know, have, having been 33 years being a nurse, um, you know, my parents are very proud of that. And, mm-hmm. You know, my, my mum said the other day, I think you've made more than your share of contribution to society. Oh, <laughs> um. But she was also extremely grateful that, like, when I came over here, for various reasons, there's a whole story attached to that, but, um, like, I ha- I haven't done any nursing over here. And, like, so when – but I did plan to, but it didn't pan out. Yeah. Um, but she was, like – she said plenty of times during COVID, so glad you're not a nurse now. Um, I've had a lucky escape with all that. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wanted to be nursing during COVID because, like, you know, my background is in intensive care. Mm-hmm. That would have been that would have been incredibly stressful. Um, yeah, so she's sort of grateful that I wasn't doing that job and what she thinks of Zumba I mean I don't really know but I I think she like because she was a ballroom dancer and and so now I'm doing something where I'm dancing I'm sure she you know thinks it's a good thing it's a little, it's, little extra connection between you two isn't it it's um yeah you're yeah. doing a little bit of what she used to do absolutely yeah because um what was I talking to her about the other day? And we were just going like, "Yep, exactly, exactly." <laughs> Nothing to do with dancing. I can't, I can't remember what it was now. It, yeah, but um, yeah, no, I can't remember what we were actually talking about. But yeah, it's it's like it is. It is like a nice thing that we kind of understand, you know, share the connection, like you say. Hasn't. Hasn't um, Ellie sent questions before, hasn't she? Every what week, Lester, I feel like we should be giving her a couple of quid every now and then. <laughs> they are off. Yeah, because they're always interesting questions too. There's a few, actually. I think there's 
Pauline keeps sending stuff in as well. Yep. She's done a few. Um, Claire, yeah, there's a few repeat names. Ooh, I've got a list. <laughs> list. <laughs> list Love of that. Names. Love that. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Pauline then, since she's the last yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, is there any weird traits either either of you have or quirks? You've got to have plenty, surely. How long have you got? <laughs> Buckle up, Pauline. Yeah. You're in for a long ride. Well, the, t- the two uh, like weird little things, I hate going in the shower second because I can't stand a wet bath mat. <laughs> always like always make Andrew go second because if we're both going to have a shit, I can't stand getting on. I suppose we could have two bath mats, but you know that's just more washing, isn't it? <laughs> um, but and I have um, I have a thing called misophonia, which what? is an incredible. This is the documented thing, it's not something mm. I just pulled out of my ass. <laughs> oh, uh, it's it's an incredible sensitivity to certain noises to the point where you feel like overwhelming rage. And oh. it, it, there's certain noises that I cannot bear to hear because I actually want to kill the person. To, <laughs> and if you if you Google it, it's well documented. Um, but yeah, there's a few things. So that's weird, and you know, like Andrew, like one of the things is you know, you know, the packaging that say a packet of biscuits is in or crisps or something. Mm. You know, when people like get a biscuit out of the packet and the packet's crinkling, yeah, that noise, I cannot stand it. And of course, Andrew does it on purpose, just to wind you up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's a pain in the ass. Um, you can get these special earplugs that you can still hear, but it sort of dims those sounds somehow. I'm not quite sure. I haven't actually tried them, but uh, it's cheaper I just. I think to... the um, bar staff use them in nightclubs, don't they? So you can still hear what the person's trying to order, but it just blocks out the. It, it does filter out some noise. Yeah, yeah. You're not one for going to the cinema then, with all the <laughs> the rustling packets. <laughs> Yeah, I really struggle with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think why? I never knew that why? was a, a a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other weird thing that I have is a thing called synesthesia. No, don't have know you, that have one. You, <laughs> no. Have you heard of people who um they see when they hear words they have get a taste in their mouth or when they see a number two it's blue no have you not heard of any Mm. of those there's there's lots of different synesthesias um and not a whole lot's known about it and there's a lot of research still going on but basically it's like a a crossover of your sensory neurons so that when you like for example when somebody Here's a name. They get a taste in their mouth, or here's a word, and they get a specific yeah. taste for this specific word. Um, 
I haven't got that, thank God. Um, and then there's people who see the days of the week as colours, uh, numbers as colours, like, you know, the number four is always yeah. white or, or whatever. It's different for everybody. Um, but I've got three different sorts. Um, the, the main one is um, every every single word that I have in my vocabulary has a visual associated with it and none of them are literal. Like it's not that I see a picture of um, a towel when I say towel. Yeah. Um, like, for example, how random and weird they are. Um, the word, the name Robert is pom-pom hanging off a beanie on someone's head. Okay. I <laughs> know, oh, you're just going to think what is in your head. Um, the weird thing, like with synesthesia, is like I've always had it, I've, I've, but I didn't know it was a thing mm. until I was reading about something in a book and I just thought, Jesus Christ, I've got that. And I Googled it and read up. I think I actually woke Andrew up and told him. Um, but so, like, the word disposal is a folded white towel um some of the some of the things are identifiable items that you know you see every mm. day um the name louise is a set of um crossed drumsticks on a drum there's no i don't understand where they came from i've got no idea so it's, just, it's not like a trigger where you can pinpoint or that I'm seeing no. this because of X, Y, and Z in the past. Oh, no, 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 because this has been this has been in my head my whole life. But mm. it's like you don't ever say to somebody else, oh, what's it like for you to have lungs? Because I never knew that what I had was – I didn't ask anyone else if they had yeah. it because you just don't. Um. So, yeah, that's the main one, the the – some of the uh, things when I hear certain words, they're abstract and I couldn't possibly draw them or describe them. They're too difficult. Mm. But some of them are very concrete things like I described uh, with some names and some words. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then there's – this will interest you. When I remember choreography – that I remember it, everything is a pattern on the floor. Oh. Uh, everyone, I mean, I remember one time looking at Charlotte's written thing of choreography for a song and I yeah. just thought, <laughs> I just thought, what? How the fuck do you, what? <laughs> but but, but I, see, I, I see choreography as like a, almost like a design like the like the, the almost like shapes, but I see the shapes on the floor of where I put my feet. A bit like Is those that... old nineties dance mats when you had the symbols come up on. So yeah, sort well, sort of, but I don't see the they're not actual footsteps, mm. sort of thing. But yeah, and and I just I kind of discovered that when I started uh, drumming and percussion that. I remembered all the rhythms as patterns on the skin of a drum. 
Mm. Well, just how I've it is. never ever heard of that before, ever. Synesthesia is fascinating, and then the other one that I've got that's very common is um, the time space thing. So everything from hours, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, I see all of that as as a time continuum, as a sort of a mm. this one's. I mean, people, everyone has it differently. Like some people see the year as a big oval and the months are dotted around the oval. And so people see it as different. Everyone's individual how they see it. But for me, um, the past is on the left and the future's on the right. And I see all of it as a sort of a space continuum thing. I don't know if that makes any sense. It's quite hard to describe, but yeah. No, I suppose, I suppose that probably would make sense because if you look at a a written not... down timeline, like your latest, earliest point rather, is always on the left, isn't it? And then you yeah. work left, yeah. left to right. But I, but I sort of see days of the week as they kind of... Yeah, it's, it's a bit hard to describe. But yeah, it's... it's um. That's a time-space thing. So I see time as a, a, a thing that actually takes up space and is like almost a mental diagram somehow. Anyway, that's enough weirdness of me. How about you? <laughs> I don't think I really have any, to be fair. The oh, only... bullshit. Of course you have. Everybody has. <laughs> so what I used, used to have as a, as a kid Mm. Um, and it started off because other people were talking about it, and I was probably mocking them, to be fair. But I got stuck on to do it. Oh, you know it's when... not like you, not like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know when people blink really long and really hard, and then they get yeah. in that cycle of that is just how they blink. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if, if it's got a medical term, but I did that for quite a f- number of years, and that just stemmed from. Doing it, taking the piss out of somebody else doing it, and I quite enjoyed the feeling of it. That <laughs> buzziness funny. when you're, like... oh. and I smack my head on the floor as a kid as well. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no idea. No idea. Like when I was like really, really young, maybe like toddler. What, like, I, used... so I was going to say, was this as a teenager or a toddler? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not as a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, no, as a toddler, I used to just lie on the floor and smack my head on the <laughs> We've had a few stitches. It probably explains a lot, really, but... Um... <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that's probably the makings of a psychopath or something somewhere. No. No, I've got no idea why we used to do that, yeah. We used to do, no. it, used to do it quite a lot. <laughs> just... but you, must, you must have, like... You know, a a weird way that you eat biscuits or toast or something, or or your, your cereal or some like when I get in the car and start driving, I never put my seatbelt on until I've already started driving. Might only be just down to the corner, but I don't know why I do it, but I just do. It's weird. <laughs> so I'm the opposite. I always put the seatbelt on the minute I've sat in the car, even if say if we've parked up and we're just having something to eat before we set off again I'll still put the seatbelt on even if it's even if it's not moving it might be just more of a habit than a quirk really yeah 
Can I oh, I'm sure. Everybody's got little weird things. You you know. Maybe it's just that you do them and you don't think it's that weird. I don't think it's yeah. No, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Um, I'm a headbanger. Brush, that's what you're a headbanger. I brush my teeth in the shower. That's not weird though. I don't think. Oh, I do that. Yeah. Especially on yeah. the um on a night time if it's if it's getting late. I've never yeah, peed well, in the shower though. <laughs> I'll bet you have. No, no, I've never done that. I like to go beforehand. It's like a little routine. Yeah. Always wee before I get in the shower. Wee in first. Well, always, I have a shower every night, not every morning. So I'd have thought you'd have been the other way around, just a fresh, like, give yourself no. a bit of a boost in the. No, no. No, because, like, if I've been teaching, there's no way I want to go to bed in that state. With... That's true. That's true. Smelly, sweaty bits and gr- grubby hair and oh no, no, no! I think it stemmed from from like being a nurse and working shift work. Like I would mm. never come home and get into bed before I'd have a shower and wash my hair after working. Oh no, not with all the bugs and the germs. No, that's right. See, I wouldn't even um, I wouldn't even sit down in my house. I wouldn't wear my work shoes inside the door and I'll, my work clothes came off straight away and I would never sit down in my work clothes in on the furniture. I was a bit thingy about that. Just, you just, you know, the things that yeah. you, I mean, I used to wear gloves for practically everything, but you just still, there's just bugs and everything and, you know, random patients might spit at you or who knows what. Well, the bloody dog one of them be getting a clap around the ear if they. <laughs> oh, I remember somebody had a, a tracheostomy once. Um, I didn't do this on purpose, <clears throat> and I was uh, changing the filter, and so I took the filter off, and they coughed, and this big gob of sputum flying out of the trachea and landed in my hair. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway. I suppose you can't really recoil there and then, can you? You've just got to smile and finish the job off first. Oh, and then, and then, I fucking you know. recoil. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Jesus. You had a great big juicy gob of sputum in your hair. <laughs> I think I actually went home and washed my hair and came back. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. What a good question. That was funny. What's well, actually? So we've got. Um, I'm going to do a bit of research on yours, though. That's fascinated me. That I never knew. You'll go. You'll go down a black hole. <laughs> there's a lot to. There's a lot about Unpick. it. Yeah, I'm actually in a synesthesia group on Facebook, and a girl from Manchester um, actually did like a presentation. Mm. On on my on my particular the main one I have like the pictures and because um, she had an interest in photography so she was recreating what I described to her which was really interesting and we we uh, actually got funding for like mission but then yeah. COVID happened yeah anyway could you not pick that back up again with her don't know she's doing other stuff now so 
not sure if that's ever going to go ahead. It's We were supposed to do this thing in London. Um, she got funding to do it, but then there was a small thing she did in Manchester that just showed a little bit of mine. I think she did yeah. one or two. But she showed, like when I described what a particular word was and she'd send me a picture and I'd say, no, you need to change this bit, you need to change that bit. No, it's a different colour, it's a different angle, whatever, because the things that I see are extremely specific and they've ne- they never change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, that was interesting because it was a – it was a good collaboration. It was we really got on well, and yeah, it was good. But anyway, yeah, have a, it's inter- It is an interesting thing. That's gonna be me for the rest of the afternoon now on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who else has asked us questions? We have got one that has started with help in bold writing from help. Ooh. Okay. And it's not really a question. There's no end in sight to these bloody kids and the six-week holidays. Well, no, darling. <laughs> it's what happens when you uh, breed. That's it. I mean, what, what can you do? What did they do with you when you were little in six weeks, six weeks holidays? Because when I was a kid, it was just they stuck you in a kids' club for four or five weeks you never really saw anybody else and you just stayed there the entire time um well we had in australia obviously it's we have their big holiday over christmas because it's <laughs> summer so it's like six or seven weeks off then and i honestly i don't really remember what we did i suppose you'd have been outside a bit like more than what they would oh have, yeah they yeah have. Yeah, we'll probably just be out on our bikes and playing down the park and whatnot. I mean, as I as I got older, I remember getting more excited that it was like six weeks off school. You know, when you're a teenager, that was just like the best. Again, can't really remember what we did. Go to the pool, probably. Yeah, go to the pool. Get into trouble. Get into mischief. <laughs> there you go, Helen. Shove them in a in a public pool. <laughs> Wait, do it. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know how they do it, but then I semi got no no sympathy for people. Well, you will have bloody kids in the first place, so sure. But it, like, I mean, it's like it. It must be really hard if a you're a single parent mm. or b you both parents are working. Like, that must be really difficult. Well, I don't know how you navigate that sort of situation. I don't really know. But, um, boarding school, surely. Just think, you know what? You're going in there till you're eighteen. I'll, I'll pick you up, pick you up in sixteen years. See when you're done and educated. <laughs> I suppose, and I suppose people that would that would be perhaps when. Well, no, with with um with people in my classes, when this six week break happens, lots of people can't come because they're on sort of grandchildren duties and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um. When you think you finish parenting, then you have to do it again with your grandchildren. Um, so yeah, I, I do notice that quite a bit. But it, it must be it must be difficult if you're working and cause you can't really leave them at home by themselves when they're four, can you? I mean, you could. It might not end well. At... <laughs> might not end well. Yeah, yeah. If you want your house to stay in one piece, maybe. <laughs> 
you might come back with a prison sentence afterwards. But so, so how many weeks of of are down already? Is it one or two? I've got no idea. I think it might be two. Are already. Oh, Helen, you're a third of the way through. <laughs> Which is probably not very helpful because you still got two thirds to go. But I, I suppose it's cost as well, isn't it? Like trying to yeah, keep them entertained or taking them out, even for the cinemas now, is a lot more expensive than what it used to be. Yeah, exactly. But on, and on, I have seen. I mean, there's lots of places like, um, you know, Morrison's and places like that who do free breakfast or mm. minimal price breakfast and stuff like that. Because yeah, they, you know. They're wanting to, I imagine kids are wanting to do things and then, you know, food always goes with doing activities, you know, and that costs an arm and a leg these days. Yeah. Don't envy you. Boarding school, Helen, just shove them in a boarding school. Of <laughs> oh, oh, look. Red silence. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Uh Jane, if you could give an old boss one piece of advice, what would it be? Go fuck yourself. Just... <laughs> there you go. Question answered. D- ditto. I didn't even have to think about that. <laughs> hey, that was... <laughs> Or go and take a fuck to yourself, and when you get there, take a fuck to yourself again, and then go to fuck off town and get fucked. Oh, jeez. God, I've had some asshole bosses in my time, really. Mainly nurses I'm talking about, obviously. Are they, are they like that as people, or do you think the job that they the role that they were in made them like that? No, I think it's, it's their management, <laughs> lack of management skills. Just and and people who like, I'm sure you've encountered people. Not I don't really understand this. What people get out of being like this, but people who one day are cheery and happy and talkative and they're like your best friend, and then two days later, they've got a face like fucking thunder. They <laughs> they sulk. And they barely speak. It's me. <laughs> yeah, but if you like that all the time, that's fine. That's consistent. Yeah. But I'd never got this run hot and cold thing. And I've worked with several people like that. And it just makes it really difficult because they're unpredictable. And you just, but what I decided to do with each person was that I would stay the same with them, whether they were in a mood or whether they were happy so I didn't get closer to them when they were happier and didn't back off when they were sulking I just stayed my distance the whole yeah. time and polite polite spoke about work things and that was it so I just didn't engage or be didn't engage when they were engaging and didn't didn't sort of back off and be scared of them when they were sulking so what would I... be your advice same <laughs> probably the same I think people like that have always to me have come across that they've got an ulterior motive behind it with in regards to work 
like it, it's usually the people that are are slicking the boss behind the scenes and are trying to work the way up. Do you know what I mean? It's well, um, this was this was a boss. Oh, this one—he was already at the top. <laughs> yeah, might be a bit of was, a power thing then. This You're is, down this there, was, and I'm up here. This was a manager of a whole area, and I also worked with a doctor who was like that. Same thing. I worked with him every mm. day, and it was like you never knew what you were going to get when it, when he walked in the door. And then if it was like the thunder face, it was just like, all right, everyone's in for a rough day. It's just <laughs> pathetic. There's no need for it, is there? Really? <laughs> oh, I, do, I yeah, I don't, I don't get why. If they're doing it on purpose, or they just that's just how they are. Yeah, I just don't get it. Anyway, just a shitty personality, Anita. I think that's what it is. Well, yeah, the, and they, they can hide it for a, for so long being on. So night. long, and then it all comes <laughs> out in the wash. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, I, mm, I'm not really that bad. I think it's because when we start our shifts, it's it's back on that messaging thing on Teams. Uh, yeah, and some people. Like to say hello to everybody individually. I just think I just can't be asked. Like, hello, hope you're well. Don't ask me how my day's been. Just let me get my stuff sorted, and then maybe in two hours' time, I'll warm up and we can have a laugh and a conversation. Well, I think there's so, like, well, like I was never. I'm not a morning person, so you know, first thing in the morning, I was generally fairly quiet, but. No, I didn't do that unpredictable moodiness of you never knew what sort of, you know, I was never, no, just never understood that behaviour. It's always them that seem to get the jobs as well with managers, isn't it? It's always. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it, like, usually, if, well, if there's anyone from work listening, I'm not, I don't really mean our, our job, but usually. Yeah. yeah. People that work their way up to the top like that are, not the best at the job in the first place, especially when it comes to people skills. There's not a lot going yeah. on in that department. Um, and you just sat wondering how the fuck have you managed to get this job how did you get? Yeah, exactly. Um, another manager of an area that I worked in for a long time was just like, um, didn't, didn't involve herself in any sort of, I wouldn't say discipline, but it's just like if if there was any issues in the working area, it was mm. just like go sort you just sort sort out amongst yourselves. Like she didn't manage anything, um, very little sort of communication in terms of you know uh, people having you know, meeting and communicating issues and things that were going on or new things that were coming. You know, mm. there was no communication of anything like that. Um, but I remember one time, well, this was in, in the same in the same area, there was a whole bunch of us who really had serious issues uh, with this particular person who was uh, one of the senior staff, not a manager, but it went workers, charge charge people and then manager. So it was an, mm. a number of charge people and then one manager of the area. Um, so a lot of us, the plebs, the workers, had lots of issues with this particular um, senior person who was often in charge of a shift and 
individually, as a group, we all went to HR to complain about harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person in question is friends with someone who was an assistant director of nursing. So she didn't manage one area. She was of the whole hospital. Yeah. And somehow or other, all our complaints from HR went to her and she said there's nothing to answer for. So multiple people complaining about harassment, and this is a nurse who, who was friends with the person who was being mm. complained about and just said there's no case, there's nothing. So, yeah, that, that kind of thing seriously sucks. And that person was the reason I actually left the area. And they probably went on to have a lot longer, happier of a career, treating oh, people like shit. And... She's still working there. Oh, there same, you go. Same position. Stupid fucking hell. They all look after their own breed, don't they? <laughs> nasty, like... nasty, nasty piece of work, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was, oh, God, she was horrible. There you go. I don't think we've, I've ever had a manager that bad. We had one guy that came in to my last job as a company that mm. started off all right, and then he started being a dickhead to one person. Um mm. There wasn't much proof, and then one by one he started bringing bringing us all into it, and that must have taken a good year before anybody listened yep. from higher up to do anything about it, and it got to the point and, where we were taking screenshots of messages and sharing them about because he was messaging people on Facebook outside of work trying to cause trouble. Really? Mm, nasty, nasty piece of work. But I think the problem we had with with it was he was running to the bosses saying that, Everyone was ganging up on him. He wasn't part of the the original team, so he was being singled out. And we were like, "No, you're just a wanker. <laughs> you're just yeah, you're causing issues. Just a, you're just a knobhead." Oh, yeah, that's very toxic. That kind of behaviour, and that's very manip- passive aggressive, isn't it? He was a gay and eater. Were, were very. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I only know nice problem. gays. <laughs> Most of us are all right, but there's the odd one that's... Um... Well, like everyone else, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> Claire, what is something everyone uses or does on the daily that you find weird or don't understand? Hmm. I'll have to think about that. You toilet go. paper. I don't understand toilet well, You don't use it? No, I use the wet wipe things. I use both. I'm not going into any more detail. <laughs> I do love wet wipes. They're my best friend. I love them. Oh, they're amazing. And, then, oh. and you're clean like that and you're left nice and moisturised. Like toilet paper to me, why would you want an asshole like chap lips? I don't understand why you'd... Why... <laughs> I just had the weirdest <laughs> fucking visual ever. <laughs> it's like the most sensitive <laughs> bit of skin on your body is... Is the is the brown eye? So why would uh, you uh, want to rub it half to death with dry paper? I don't understand. I just don't get it. And it never does the job no, very well, does it? Just spreading it about, aren't you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Oh, God. That one. And I don't, I mean, I, I do it all the time, but when people text ha ha ha, when they find mm. something funny, I, I don't, I think that's really weird. Do you? Yeah. Same with um, using LOL. Like, it's not a thing anymore, is it? It's just a, it's like a complimentary uh, comma or full stop. It's just there. It's, for a, of it. it's a laugh emoji now, isn't it? Oh, I like them. Thank you. <laughs> It's just weird reading, ha ha ha. You're like, are you really uh, laughing or? Yeah. Are you just trying to be nice? So I don't feel like crap. Well, that what's that other one? <laughs> R-O-F-L, rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, I hate always, that one. We see always, that quite a lot. I'd never like. I'd never quite like that one. Um. What was the question again? It's something that people do every day that you don't, or you find weird. Yeah, or use every day. Oh, I can't actually think of anything off the top of my head. I guess it's one of them where you just, you've got nothing else to do that day and you're sitting thinking about random shit that you'd never actually normally think of. <laughs> Who's got time for that? <laughs> I, can't, I really can't think of anything. Stumped you there, Anita. I know. That's a first, isn't it? <laughs> Normally I've got a bloody opinion on everything. <laughs> oh, that's going to bug me now. I'm going to have to think of something. What about trends, maybe? Is there anything like... Like what? I'm, well, I don't, I don't follow <laughs> trends. Like my, my husband often says, I don't follow trends, I make them, and he's the dickest person oh. you've ever... Like, he's... <laughs> He's the most untrendy person. He's such a wanker. <laughs> oh God, he still can't. He still can't color coordinate his own clothes, and he's sixty years old. <laughs> Why men need women, Anita? Oh God, I oh, know. Just and. I never understand why he buys shoes and clothes without trying them on. Because a there's no, it's the same for men's clothes as women. There is no such thing as a standard size. Nope. Um, no. Like he'll just buy shoes in a size nine without trying them on, and then they don't bloody fit him or they're not comfortable or something. It's like, why don't you just fucking try them on? And then he's too lazy to take them back to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> or he, and he's never kept the receipt, so he can't anyway. So then it's just like, well, there's a pair of shoes that you can't wear, you can't take back. No, what a waste of money. Anyway. Maybe we should introduce him to ASOS, and then he can order without thinking about it, try it on. If it doesn't fit, he just has to shove it in a bag again, and it goes back. <laughs> I've never I've never got anything from there. Have you not? It's not too bad, actually. And their own branded stuff. Is it all right? Yeah, I use it quite a lot from the old... Um, I like wearing old vintage shirts. I like the ones with the oh, real, yes. with the fucking vile patterns on that no one else would probably wear. <laughs> like I like, yeah. I like that kind of a thing. So they're quite good for. Yeah. For well, time. like I, I just do secondhand stuff nearly all the time now. Yeah. Not sh- uh, not shoes so much, and obviously not zombies, not underwear. Um, but or swimmers or something, swimsuits or anything, but. <laughs> Ew, ew, ew. Yeah, I was going to say, can you imagine, but not. <laughs> no, thanks.
no. But um, oh, I've, I've, I'll have to I'll have to think about that thing because I really can come up with nothing. You got her, Claire. You've got her. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Claire. You're the winner. You've stumped me. You know what will happen the minute we end this call? It'll be WhatsApp. I'll think of something, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last one we've got is from Rob. Um, have you looked into the China story lately? I have looked into it. Um, what story? So they've they've had that big flood, haven't they, recently? Is it in Beijing? Oh, I didn't know about that. Mm. Really? Well, this, yeah, oh, okay. well, the reason behind you don't know why. Um, there's a lot coming out now. Um, I suppose whistleblowers, if you like, um, where the Chinese government have been putting out, like they've been putting out media footage of them doing rescues and digging for people and God knows what. But there's been citizens in in Beijing that have been filming these things happening from afar, but they're staging it. It's not actually, they're not oh. real, real rescues, the rain footage um, of all the firemen going into the buildings when these people are re- recording it. It's somebody with a hose, like a massive fire hydrant hose that are making yeah. the rain. And then, I, thought, oh, I can't remember what the other bit of footage was. It was some of the big bridges in Beijing have been wiped out by the flood, but the... Mm. The Chinese government are trying to block it from view, so they're putting these massive, big metal walls up along the bridges and the riverside. So if you're just a passerby, you can't physically see can't the damage. See. And what it turns out is happening is, is to to save Beijing. They've redirected the water, and it's now gone to the poorer villages. Um, mm. So all these poor villages are now being left for dead, basically. All the crops have been wiped out. The houses have been wiped out. They're not getting any aid. They're all getting infected because there's all these waste water and dead animals rotting everywhere. Oh, God. Um, oh. So, yeah, yeah, that's why it's not really been spoken about much because as China do with the stuff on their social media and with the rest of the world, it's um, it's been censored because they're, they're fucking, just shut down yeah just fucking psychopaths of the chinese government I, I, I feel for chinese people how they live under them assholes of a yeah no i agree, I know agree. um but just weird stuff like that i can't remember i don't know how you pronounce it but one of the villages that the war was directed to when you type it on twitter now instead of coming up with anything about it it just comes up with um Chinese prostitutes and sex sex feeds. Um, so they they reckon that the the Chinese government have used these fake accounts to flood to flood the feed with that. So you can't really see what's going on because, as far as I'm aware, prostitution and stuff like that in China is illegal. It's not it's not something that's um, allowed allowed or spoken about willingly. But oh. when you type this. This mm. town village in it's it's all uh. that comes up as these sex adverts. Um, so yeah, I, I have looked into it, Robert, um, but not. I don't really know the ins and outs of the Chinese Communist Party to really make too much of a comment on it. I just know they're fucking maniacs, <laughs> mm. and they um, treat people like shit. 
this is just sort of in the same vein, but this happened a long time ago. Um, like I went to China for three weeks. Mm. Um, it was a small group of us, and we were cycling um, in around Guangdong province, which is down the south. Um, but we we went. I don't know why we went. We went to this hospital to visit, and this was in 1987. So the whole HIV/AIDS thing was pretty rampant in the world, and one of the women in our group asked this person who was taking us around the hospital did something about HIV AIDS and they just blankly said we don't have that in this country just like absolute denial mm -hmm. that's and that, that I think part of it is their their culture of like saving face yeah like it would be embarrassing for them to admit they had it to a group of western tourists um everything's yeah. got to be pristine doesn't it with how they they yeah, present themselves how they present yeah yeah but but to like to sort of deny that that was actually and you know that to actually say they didn't have it in that country obviously they did because it was all you know it was all over the world but yeah so there, there's a there's a whole different mindset and like you say, it's the government and mm -hmm. that sort of thing that dictate these sorts of things, and it's a bit scary. Is, well, we... it is really scary. I always think, well, I probably thought it more through lockdown and stuff, that actually mm -hmm. really for a, for a government, the, the Chinese Communist Party's model's probably quite appealing. Yeah, yeah. And it probably would Because they have lots of control. Yeah. Yeah, and it probably wouldn't take that much to um, wean that into a Western society, really. Um, I, well, I think that, no, I'm not saying that that's what lockdowns and stuff was like, but with with the um, the ease that people had to bow down and follow rules so easily without questioning them, it's it's quite quite scary, I think. Mm. Um. On a slightly different note, I, um, I was listening to the news yesterday and uh, I think the, this was just on on the radio and in, I was driving. Uh, I was talking about all the uh, wildfires in Hawaii. Mm. And you know how they do a little throw to somebody local in the area and they talk about what it's like actually being there? Mm -hmm. It's obviously this young female and, like, you know, these I don't know the extent of the fires. I don't know how many people have been killed or anything like that. But the first, you know, they went to this local young woman and she goes, well, uh, we can't go out to the bars anymore. And I thought, really? People are fucking dying and you whinging? You're, that's what, oh, that's your cocktails. first thing that you say? Because she's mentioned cocktails. That's the first thing you say, that you can't go out for cocktails or dancing? What the fuck, Roger? Who are you, Roger? <laughs> Go home. Oh, anyway, 
I don't know about it. I've seen little clips, but then I don't fully trust what's been put on the news after the whole heat wave thing when they got caught out lying about how hot it actually was. So I'm not actually convinced that the footage that was. Yeah, I haven't haven't seen any visual thing of of it. That was just what I heard on the radio, so I don't know. Give it another week. It'll be the same as Rhodes. It'll be another arsonist that's done it on purpose. And it's. As long as they don't do anything to Ibiza, I'll be fine. <laughs> Imagine. <gasps> well, well, one of the girls from work just gone to Rhodes on holiday. I was like, no one told her it's fucking burnt down. <laughs> oh, we're going for a week with the kids. <laughs> All right. Maybe they went to a different side of the island, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> God, we're down to single-digit figures now. Nine days till we go. Rub it in, Anita. Fucking rub it. I am. I am. (laughs) Bloody. Can't wait. I'm. I'm most excited. Most excited to be able to drink beer at lunchtime every day. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can. On holiday, and it's fine. And then you do it over here. You're an alcoholic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, literally, drink. You know, twice a day, every day on holidays, at least. From lunch till dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I just like I usually yeah, drink a good. Shut up! I don't drink a couple. Of, drink drink several times a day and eat like a minimum of four different flavors of ice cream every day. That's the rules. Ice cream. I've not had that in such a long time. What? Because I don't know. I love ice cream. It's just not something you really think about picking up over here, is it? Um, like the the Mister Whippy vans now look like they're housing a murderer. <laughs> well, they are here anyway. They're very run down. The, the man inside looks very questionable. <laughs> actually, I said. Actually, we would be we drove past one or were behind one or something the other day and I said the same thing to Andrew. I said, because this was a really, it was pretty old mm. and, uh, and and I said, that just looks like a pedophile thing. Kitty catch a man. What for? What film's he from? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with the kitty catcher and his little wagon. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember him. Uh, but I do. I, I get. I also get annoyed because when it's nice weather, I mean, I'm, it's nice to have an ice cream. But I can hear the Mister Wicked Van around <laughs> our house, and I never see it. They don't come to my street, but I can hear them. I know they're there, and I can't run around all the bloody cul-de-sacs and try and find the bar. It's just like, what, what's wrong with our street? Come here, I'll buy something every day. So I do love a Mister Wicked. You can't go wrong with a with a proper no. Mister Whippy. I prefer that over the hard scoop stuff. Oh, I think like I like really interesting. Like you know, if you get to choose the scoop flavors, like especially mm. if you're in somewhere like Italy, and you can get really, really like gourmet flavors of things. Like I had I had Turkish delight ice cream once, coconut Ooh. ice, yeah, things like that, creme brulee ice cream. Coconut, stuff like coffee, stuff like that. Yum. 
You never get so, that over here. It's always vanilla chocolate strawberry or what's the one that really old people like? I don't know. Rum and, rum and raisin. Oh, well, that's my husband's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though, it? Pensioners <laughs> fucking love a rum and raisin. Oh, God. I've got to tell him that. Oh, dear. <laughs> there's a, there's a uh, Italian-y gelato place at Meadow Hall, and they have lots of – they have coconut, which is one of my favourites, mm. and um, pineapple. That's nice. Coffee. Mm. Do they do a train to there? Yes. Oh no, yeah, they do. Don't we? Might it have to do bit... that then one day. I'll get the train to Meadowhall instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of there's actually a stop there, and but literally that's literally five minutes from our house. We can do that, and we can have a day of ice cream. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be nice? And then come here for coffee and lunch and stuff. Cake. Yeah. Yes, cake. <laughs> uh, red velvet or carrot? Oh. Um, I remembered. It'd probably have to be red velvet, I think. Mm, red velvet with cream cheese frosting. Have you got a Costco near you? No. Oh, no. I need their red velvet cake. It's just... Is it good? Beyond good. I've never had mm. anything like it. <laughs> um, Andrew bought me a red velvet cake for a birthday cake once, and it was from Marks and Spencers, and it was really, really, really good. Mind you, it's rare to get anything shit from there anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Even the downbeat and whoopsie aisle stuff's decent in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what mochi are? No, it sounds like a cabbage. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, mochi's like a um, Japanese dessert thing, and they they have you can get. Well, even the co-ops got packets of mochi, and they're filled with different flavored ice creams. But they're these little spheres, like maybe an inch, inch and a half, and on the outside, it's got this sort of really smooth, soft dough. I think it's made mm. from rice. And then inside, like I've had strawberry cheesecake filling. Uh, so it wasn't an ice cream. It was just like a cheesecake filling. Um, so you can get all different, like, non-frozen fillings. But then, like, the co-op and Tesco, I've got these ones, different flavoured ice creams. Mm. Fucking beautiful. They're like a so macaroon nice. on steroids. Uh, no, completely different texture. <laughs> it's softer. Um, the the dough is is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's made of rice, um, but it's very soft and it's like got this little dusting and stuff on it, and then whatever in the field. I love them. Absolutely love them. I'm gonna look out there. Is it M O C M O M O C H I. The reason I thought of those is because you can actually buy them in Marks and Spencers in the at the sushi bar. Oh, yeah. They often have mo That's the first time I ever actually tried mochi because I, I knew about them. I'd seen them on food videos and stuff. And then I found them in M&S at the sushi, sushi thing. And I thought, oh, got to try that. And yeah, they're beautiful. I'm going to give that a bash today then when we go up there. <laughs> if you go to a big Tesco, they'll have them in the freezer for sure. 
Don't think of it. We've got a Tesco around. No, we have. Yes, we have. Or co-op. Oh, oh I refuse to go in the co-op. Oh. Why? Because they charge, like, Marks and Spencer's prices for shit. I just think they're really That's because really they're peaking. open lo- that's because they're open longer hours and like, you know, they're the, they're the only ones open on Christmas day when you forget the gravy or something. <laughs> you have to pay for that being open for longer and being open on holidays and stuff. That's why. True. But, but I think yeah. it's very rude charging that amount for. <laughs> it's, it's... Well, it's interesting because, well, the, our closest, Local is a co-op, so we do go there quite a bit for bits and pieces, but I wouldn't do like a proper full grocery sort of shop there. But there's a, a small Morrison's also, um, and I know that like there's a particular thing that I buy there, and I know that it costs 50p more there than what it costs mm-hmm. in the big Morrison's. I mean, again, they're open for longer on Sundays and stuff like that. Um, they're open till 10 p.m. seven days a week, so you, I guess that's what you're paying for. The convenience I, in it rather yeah. than... Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, we've got a small Morrison's round the corner and then next door's a co-op, but it's not the supermarket, it's the... Um... Go on. So if you just need to nip for, like, milk or something, do you just go to the Morrison's? We'll drive to Sainsbury's about 10 minutes away because it's, um, and we're what? not lactose intolerant, but we just prefer the, um, the lactose free milk. Oh, God. Okay. So you want a specific yeah. thing that they so have? Sainsbury's do big, a big, 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 big bottle for the same price as what that small Morrison's would charge just for a standard. Yeah. Fair enough. Litre one. I think we get it more for the cats, really, because. Cats aren't supposed to have lactose, so no. <laughs> no, we give them that one. Co-op um, funeral home—that was the one. The... All right, no, you'll not be getting milk there. Because <laughs> when you're dead, you don't need milk. <laughs> That's what we have in the village. We've got a little Morrison's okay. local, and then a co-op funeral home next door. Yeah. <laughs> so you can grab your bread and plan your funeral in one trip. It's brilliant very convenient do you know what that's what that's one of my uh, that that has is a job that i've always wanted to do work in a funeral place where they do them all up and give them a wash down and dress them. Or the, the whole the whole no the whole, oh, the whole thing. thing like the organizing liaising with families and organizing funerals with them and stuff like that plus all the actual care of the person i would love to do that I wonder if you need applied a couple of, I've applied a couple of times, but didn't get the job. So, do you need qualifications to do that, or is it just not that I know of? I would no. love to do that, and it's only because I've had tons of experience with bereavement and grief, mm-hmm. and it's like something that I can do that I know about, like you know how to support people and stuff. I told I told Andrew that, and he says. Oh, I don't want you coming home after you've been sort of hanging around dead bodies all day. It's just like it's more to do with the people who are alive than dead. But like, I'd wash my hands and wear gloves, you know. <laughs> oh dear. That's how every decent horror film starts, and they they all work at a funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? And then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Joe read a couple of books recently and they were about uh, serial murderer things and stupidly spoilt the whole story when it ends up being a woman because <laughs> that is so rare. Like nearly all serial, proper serial mm-hmm. killers, especially when they do violent things to the person they've killed, women just don't do that. I think men, it's men do that. Yeah, I think women were more crafty in like the olden times, weren't they? Like with rat poison and yes, it, women te- women tend to do remote, more sort of remote things mm. like poisoning or something like that. Um, women don't kill people and then mutilate them like men do. I don't think there is any f- famous cases with um. A woman did. There was Lizzie Borden, but I don't think they actually proved she did anything in the end. Yeah, and and sometimes, like with the Sutcliffe's, is that the right name? Mm-hmm. The woman, the woman is partnership with the man, but the man's still the primary sort of doer, if you like. But that's pretty. Imagine the chances of actually finding somebody, of two people meeting, that both actually wanted to do that stuff. That's tiny. Unless they've got, like, forums, maybe, you know, like, internet chat rooms. Well, I think with those, I'm I'm sure it's Sutcliffe's. Have I got the right name? But they were in England, the couple. Not the Morse murders. No, but they they got teenagers and they actually had a basement where they like had them in shackles and they raped them and forced them to have sex. Oh yes, all. yes, somebody you know. Yeah, is that have I got the right name or the wrong? Yeah, name? no, I think no, I think it is. Yeah. What are the chances of those two meeting and then sort of finding that that's what they both wanted to do? It can't Tiny, happen very often, can it, really? Tiny chance, yeah, yeah. And, and even if there was a woman who wanted to do that with somebody, like, okay, now it would be easy because of the internet, but they were pre-internet, mm-hmm. long before the internet, and it's like the chances of them meeting and actually doing that stuff are tiny, minuscule. How did we get to serial killers? I'm just trying to think <laughs> That's weird. I think I did that. Oh, I think I think I veered off track again. <laughs> oh, one of my favourite topics, though. So you did well to get down that. In. <laughs> yes, it's one of it's one of my, oh, it's one of mine too. Um, there's a book, Mind Hunter. Have you read that? I haven't. They did a series on Netflix about it as well, didn't they? Yeah, the, I I don't think the series was very good because I I tried to watch some of it and compared mm. to the book, just didn't cut it. But if you could find that book, I reckon you would love it. Mm-hmm. I think I read the book in one sitting because I just couldn't put it down. It was just fascinating. Oh, it's cut on the me. Kindle for a couple of quid. There you go. There we go. Yeah. It looks like the two, unless one's in a foreign... Who wrote it? Uh, Mark Douglas and Mark Olshaker. And it's called Mind Hunter. 
mind hunter inside the FBI elite the series, FBI. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they've got another one called The Killer Across the Table from the authors of Mind Hunter. Wonder if that is that fiction, I wonder, or is it fact? Um, Sounds like it's a fact one with four different serial with four different killers in the, okay. in, the in the book. Yeah, it looks I, like I it's based to, on. I might have to look for that second one because I read the first one multiple times. I just loved it. It's very um, explicit about the details that different killers go into. It's fascinating. It's only got one shit review as well, and that's because she found it too much to read. Mm, no, you'll you'll love it. There we go. That's going to yeah. be um. Yep. Yeah. I'll give it a bash then. <laughs> yes, Why I think not? you'll enjoy it. it. Yeah. There we go, Dan. What time are we on now? No, oh. we're we're just coming up to ninety minutes. Bang on! I'm, I'm not going to leave the call until it's fucking downloaded this time. I can't believe it. how many times have we done that now? <laughs> That's why. Probably my fault. Why? It was both of us last time. I had to. Click that stupid link that I sent you just to um which I don't really understand because if 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 it's there anyway to have a link click on it to download it, why can't yeah. it just do it anyway? Why can't just do it, yeah. Get yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. So um I'm here for next week but not the week not after. Not the week after. That's fine. So you'll you'll have to talk to yourself. <laughs> Talk to yourself for an hour. <laughs> I'll just stick, it'll, stick it'll the radio on. <laughs> can listen oh, to the radio for two hours. There we go. Oh, Do some old classic. Anyway, lovely people out there, send us more questions because we love it. And good luck with your kids for the next four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> Don't go insane. <laughs> Don't say we didn't tell you. <laughs> All right, I've got to go feed feed my pup. Tea time for the dog. That's it, that's it. All right, my love. Have a nice have, Sunday. Have a, oh, yes, have a good week and I'll speak with you next week. Speak to you soon. Okay, so what have I got to do now? Just wait. Well, I think Not... if I click all, let me just click all, end session for all and hopefully it'll yeah. just run to 100. I'll give it a try. All right, I'll, just, I'll wait.